Welcome to Career Tools. Today, Mark and I are going to talk about a simple approach to speed up your fitting in to a new organization and role. We're calling this cast New Job Day One. Do it yourself. Here we go. There's a lot of people these days, particularly these days, and many of them will consider themselves lucky, but they've left their job, they've started a new job, and then, you know, after all that anxiety around getting the job, interviewing and going through that process, they finally got the job, and then they get there, it's their first day, and guess what? There's a whole, there's a whole nother set of anxieties around the yeah. first day. I actually think... I think it's a good thing. I, I think um, when you're when we're out job hunting, you know, your anxiety, our anxiety is born of feeling judged, of wondering if we'll measure up. Interviewing and job searching is difficult for many people. I get so many emails from people who are job searching. I can tell a change in the tone of their emails. Those who are not normally positive people, if they've been coached by us or if they've listened to us a little bit and they're trying to be positive. You can, you can feel them forcing it. it. It's better than not doing it at all, but I notice the anxiety. And, it, you know, job searching, I think, makes us feel naked in a way, at least professionally. You can't blame a screw-up in your job search process on some other team member or on an uncommunicative boss, right? That's part of the reason so many people hate the process. And, and Frankly, I, I was recently writing blog post um, about that's part of the reason why people describe the reasons why big corporations have terrible processes that they they want a co-conspirator in the failure <laughs> of their job search. You know, we just need someone else to blame for uh, our, our own little emperor having no clothes. Right. So, but when we when we do start that new job, we have more anxiety. And he said, we're going to be judged, measured, evaluate, take your pick. Right. But, you know, there's that stuff going on. Yeah. But now there's the added burden of letting others down. Yes, yeah, we're, we're no longer alone. And while that's a good thing, it's it's still a burden, right? Yep. Yeah. Hopefully it is, right? Well, hopefully, yeah. And just because interdependence is a better ethical life than independence, it doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and of course, you know, we tell people all the time, don't confuse a good life with an easy life. But so some of what we feel works. Yeah, it does. The, the, the sense of anxiety is actually a good thing. That's part of being a human, that you're part of a, a different tribe. Um, that word's probably been overused lately, but you're, you're in a different organization, a different social group, and you ought to care for them and be willing to contribute more than you take out. And that's how the organization grows. So look, starting a new job is hard. We'd like to make it easier here at Career Tools. Hopefully, everyone remembers our first rule, of course, about which we have a cast, fit in, fit in, fit in. No matter what your role, no matter what you've been told by your boss or the CEO, making fast change is, is rarely, if ever, the right solution. Fitting in may be boring. It may be less fun than making a splash, but it sure does work. If you're wedded to results and not process, you'll want to fit in. I love this. When Sandy Koufax was asked what his favorite pitch was, he said, strike one. <laughs> uh, he didn't care if it was his wicked curveball or his nasty slippery fastball. He just wanted outs. 
And of course, he got them, lots of them. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so today we're going to talk about our first rule for day one on the job. So what is our first rule for the first day of the job? Yeah, now really what we're doing is we're going past the underlying principle of fitting in and we're getting down to brass tacks. What do we do first day on the job, first day in the building? Regardless of the job. Right. Anxiety and all, now what? And we we call this cast do it yourself or even better, do it all yourself. And we have 10 very simple suggestions. It's not terribly, not a terribly complex cast. Number one, rule number one, the big kahuna of the rules is off and out. Rule number two is introduce yourself. Three, go find your team. Four, go find your boss's office. Five, go find coffee. Six, go find bathroom. Seven, go find security. Eight, go find HR. Nine, go find your copiers and printers. Ten, go find tech support. And all of those have included in them the word do the phrase do it yourself. Okay. Well that's man, that's a lot. And I tell you what I like to do when I get to my you know first day on the job. <laughs> Here I like, it comes. I like to <laughs> I like to go into my office. I really want to get acclimated to things. You know what that means? Yeah. That means I need to close the door, sit down, and get on email. Now if I'm lucky enough to have an email account, sometimes Folks, it's not organized. Yeah, look, you, you don't you, have any. You want to nest. You want to get comfortable. You want to set up your office. You want to set up your rules, all your rules for email and everything. I got my pictures. I got all the awards I've ever gotten. I got to make sure that those are strategically placed on the in, on my desk so yeah. that when folks come in, they know how good I am and uh, start sending out emails. You know, get acclimated. Yeah. Quick email to the team. They all saw you walk into the office and close your door and you send an email. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> exactly. Very efficient. It's just, yeah, it's efficient. So, yeah. so the problem I have with this rule, this list of 10 rules here is that they almost all require me to get out of the office. Yeah. And of course, that's the first rule, which is off and out is the most important thing we have to say. We freely admit that if we can convince you to do this one thing, okay, Mike's an exception. That's okay. <laughs> Good. Thank you. All the other things will probably happen by default. So bereft and bereaved will you be by, by what we're saying in this recommendation. And it's very simple. Stay the hell off of email and get the hell out of your office. We don't say bad words very often on this show, but that was two bad words in, in one sentence. A couple bad words off of email. It's very yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Actually, email was the bad word. No, I like email. You're going to spend plenty of time over your career at this firm, large or small, in your office and on email. Whether you're there for a month or a year, you're going to spend a, percent, a large percentage of your time in your office and on email. We don't care how much of an email culture your firm is. I hate it when people say that, Mark. I can't do email that way. We have an email culture. Oh, please. We don't care how bloody addicted you are to email. On the first day, if it's important, and it's on email, someone will assume you can't log in yet, or even better, they will come find you and print something out for you to read. So no email, day one. So suppose you're there on your first day, and just randomly, your CEO comes by and says, hey, what you doing? And you have to say, you know, setting up the office, getting through email. Look at folks, I promise you, the CEO is going to think that's what's first on our list. Who's her boss? I need to go talk yeah. to the person. Who hired her? Right. <laughs> yeah. 
if you think you're going to get a lot of mail that yesterday didn't exist and today is urgent, well, okay, you're wrong, but okay, if you believe that, fine. Do that mail tonight after your kids go to bed if you really have to, but not on your first day in the office. I mean, people are going to see your back hunched over email nearly every day. Your directs are going to come in and then look at you and say, based on the tension he seems to be feeling or she seems to be feeling, I'm not going in there right now. Not on your first day. Let's not, let's not do it. And look, when it comes to your office, you probably don't need to do too much to it. Lugging a bunch of things into the office just makes it seem like you're moving in and that this is kind of what you think of as home, <laughs> which worries your directs because... They want to have lives, and if you live in your office, they'll assume you don't have a life, and so theirs will be even more in jeopardy than it already is. So, simple. No email. No office decorations beyond the bare minimum. You're not sleeping here. You're either always going to be behind an email anyway, so one more day won't matter, or you're going to keep up, and you won't get enough on day one to make a difference. Let the beast eat you tomorrow. <laughs> If the zookeeper gives you a choice and on day one, you do get an email pass and whenever you get an email pass, you should use it. Right. Now, the, the second thing we're going to talk about is by far my favorite. And you can't do number two if, if you don't listen to rule number one, which is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get, that's get why we put rule. Yeah. Right. Right. And this is one. route. <laughs> And we, and we have a lot of technical folks, and I, God, I'm a technical guy, so I'm, I'm not beating up on folks. I'm, I'm one of you folks. Um, but this is one that we often fall into. We're not necessarily inclined to go out of our office and go around and introduce ourselves to folks. And this is huge. So number two is just get out of your office and introduce yourself to everybody you see. Yeah. As hard as that may be. <laughs> Yeah. In fact, you know, when, when I first talked about this, I actually didn't include the email thing. And I discovered some people that I was working with that were doing email on day one. And I said, man, how can you be introducing yourself to people? That was the first, that used to be my first rule. Mm. And the guy says, oh, I'm sitting on emails. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I do. I love email. It allows for asynchronous conversation with people all over the world. And it's efficient. Um, and as long as you can make it effective, too, it's a great tool. But but if you think introducing yourself by email to someone who's in the building is a smart, efficient way to be, you're nuts. So, okay, look, here it is. Simply put, wherever you go, no matter whom you run into, introduce yourself. And we have a cast, I think, on introductions, right? Stick out your hand and say, hi, I'm Mark. I started today. Or, hey, Mark Horseman, first day here. Trying to say hello to as many people as I can with your hands stuck out. Or, hello, Mark Horseman, how are you today? And then you have to go into your two-minute elevator speech about your background and who you are and <laughs> what you're going to oh accomplish in the first 30 yeah. days, right? No, no, you don't, actually. No, no, you really don't. Just say hello? That's it? Just say hello? Yep, just say, hi, how are you? I'm new here, first day. That sounds pretty easy. Where's the Starbucks? Yeah. Look, if you're trying to avoid looking new... <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Too late. Yeah. They're, they see you coming. Everyone knows you're starting or else they know they've never seen you here before. And you're not yet moving at the speed of the firm or you're not yet walking in the right places. Believe us here. If you feel out of place, you're walking around with a cartoon bubble over your head that says out of place. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and that's okay. Look, people give you a pass on the first day. If you're, you know, hopefully you have a culture where people say, you look lost. Can I help you? And you say, you know what? I look lost because I feel lost because I am lost and I don't know where the bathrooms are. Right. And since, and since you look lost, you might as well just admit it, right? I mean, yeah. avoiding it just says you're so weak that you have to hide your, you know, this kind of possible weakness. Yeah. Addressing it just says you're so confident that one or two weaknesses don't bother you. Yeah. Yeah. True, true story. I had lunch with a guy, old friend recently. He went in for a final interview with a firm's COO. He rode up in the elevator with a guy who looked looked a little out of sorts, but nonetheless, my friend said to him, hi, Bob Smith, how are you today? The fellow says good, and, and uh, the ride-up continues, and Bob gets off at his floor, and the other guy gets off, and he says to the guy, hey, I'm looking for Tim Jones' office. Can you help me find it? And the guy says with a smile, I'm Tim. <laughs> good start. You know, and that may be an interviewing story, and yet here is a way to think about Introducing yourself. Your first day of work is your last day of interviewing. I love Particularly that for those people who you didn't meet, didn't get interviewed by, who you're going to be running into day to day at the office. Don't fall prey to the thinking that now I'm here, I don't have to work at the basics anymore. Yeah. I love that. I, it's wonderful. Yeah. And, and by the way, you know, when we say introduce yourself to everyone, we mean, Everyone, the CEO, Everyone? admin staff. Well, but only people like at your level, right? Or people in your pay grade. Now, I love it when the shoe's on the other foot because now I can say, no, Mark. When I say everyone, <laughs> I mean everyone. That was a softball, man. That was not Sandy Koufax. Okay. Right. I just threw you a big marshmallow there. <laughs> so, yeah, we mean, we like I said, the CEO, admin staff, engineers, marketing people, janitors, financial folks. You don't have to go find them all, but if you run into someone, just stick out your hand and say, hey, I'm Mike. Nice to meet you. Yeah. So, Mark, when, when I say everyone, I mean everyone. Okay. Th thank you, Master. I'm uh, The grasshopper is corrected. Thank you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and then, um, so point number three then is talking about everyone is when we say everyone, we actually mean your team as well. So go go out and find your team and talk. Yeah, to some them. managers miss this. I mean, wow. If if you're okay, look. If you're not a manager, go find your peers. Obviously, find the team you're on. Find where they sit, or if not, have their contact information so you can call them. If they're distant from you and you cannot introduce yourself face to face, then of course, as I say, call them. Leave a voicemail. If all you get done on day one is meeting your team of directs, if you're a manager, you're doing fine. Your team will leave knowing that you put them first. They know it won't last. They know you're going to get pulled in a hundred different directions, but at least they know they're starting where they should with you first. They'll give you another chance tomorrow to do a good job, and they probably won't complain quite as much. Whereas if you go into your office and you work on email and you go hunker down with your boss for four hours, the team is going to think, oops, this guy's upwardly focused. You know, she's not going to be focused on us. This is going to be a problem. You are buying yourself goodwill at the lowest price you're going to pay for it when essentially virtually everything's free on day one. Yeah. And if you're a manager, don't fall into the, the habit of thinking like many managers do, that when you meet your folks for the first time, that you have to have some inspirational message that you have to tell them what you're oh going to do God, and thank you. what your plans are. Look, uh, all you got to do is say hello. If they ask you what your plans are or what's in the future, say, hey, 
look, I, I'm getting my feet on the ground. I will certainly share that with you as it develops. But right now, I'm just trying to say hello. That's brilliant. You're right. And, and um, most people avoid introductions because of what comes 15 seconds later, right? Chit-chat. I don't want to chit-chat. I want to work, right? Well, great. You're absolutely right. You just go to say hello. You don't want to interrupt. They may be busy or whatever. If you want to sit down and chat for a bit because you're comfortable with it, fine. But don't not introduce yourself. Don't not go find your team because you're afraid you're going to have to chat because you don't have to. Yeah. Okay. Number four, right? Go find your boss's office. Okay. You know, maybe you interviewed there so you know where it is. Go anyway. Poke your head in and say, hey, glad to be here today. Don't ask for time from her, okay? Maybe you'll get some, but it'll either be platitudes, blah, 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 how you doing, na, 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 and they'll be, most of them will probably be thinking, okay, this is, I need to do this, I need to be nice and whatever, and I need to get back to work. Or you're going to get an assignment. Oh, hey, glad you're here. I've got something for you to work on. And frankly, you would have gotten it anyway had you not stopped by. So it's not as if, they're waiting for you to stop by to load you up with work that you have to go get so you could then barricade yourself in your office and do email all day. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if your boss has an admin, introduce yourself to him. But Mark, when you do so, just make sure that you kind of lean over her, her cube a little bit or his cube you uh, um, and really assert the uh, fact that you're that you're one of the bosses. You're, you know, particularly if you're a manager, just make sure you you, you, you yeah. show some dominance there. That works. Good, well. good plan. I I don't know how we got we got through the admin cast without me spending several minutes on this. I am amazed at the disrespect that uh, particularly a manager will have for say her boss's admin. They walk into the cube. All of the admin's equipment is thought of as being team equipment. And it may, in fact, you're at the admin may, in fact, suggest that to you, but it's not. And you should be respectful. People lean over their desks. They go rifle through their desks looking for things. The worst one is that high receptionist ledge that people lean over. And in fact, the TV show, The Office, they do that in the American version. And it's just, it's sloppy. And, and, and believe me, the admins notice and they don't like it. It's disrespectful. Their boss doesn't do that to them. So, yeah, you've totally got to respect the admin space. And look, ask the admin, hey, is there any more administration I have to do? Is there any more file, you know, forms I have to fill out or whatever? But be brief. You're not there to chat. You're there to introduce yourself and to let them know, yes, I showed up today. Right. And if, if you haven't figured it out by now, here's a hint. If your boss has an admin, your relationship with that admin is one of the most important relationships you can have bar none. Maybe the relationship with your boss is a more important one, but not a whole lot more important. Admin and ad and bosses who are good and know how to use their admin effectively. Admin has a um, pretty significant impact on your ability to get stuff done. Yeah. If I'll tell you what, if you notice a change in your bosses, your relationship with the boss for the worse, I guarantee you 80% of the time it is because since your last discussion or exchange with your boss and the one you're presently having that caused you to be worried, your admin has said to him or her, I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. And then you're digging out of a hole. Not good. Our next point, point number five, I love, which is because I love coffee. So the idea of going to find coffee, like, I, like I've already done that. Okay. By the time I've done all these other things, I found the coffee. Believe me. Yeah. 
Yeah, but but the point is, is whether you drink coffee or not, you need to know where it is. You need to know how to make another pot or how to pay if, in fact, that's the issue. And you need to know, am I going to need quarters or dollars or whatever going forward? Or do I need a pay card from somebody in the cafeteria? Of course, because if I don't know those things, how am I going to drink the coffee? What if you have a vendor in? What if you have a customer in? What if your boss comes by and everybody else has coffee? Oh, so this is not about me and my need to to have caffeine? That's not the point of this whole point? How many pots a day, Mike? Uh, About four. (laughs) Four. Dude, seriously. And I know in in the UK, for instance, I know it's different in different countries. In the UK, it's about 50-50 coffee and tea, according to Wendy, our associate in London. So we're going to assume that the tea and the coffee are kept in the same central place. We generally don't recommend, there are some people who do this, we don't recommend that you make your own coffee at your desk. It's sloppy, it's messy, and you're sending a message that you don't want what everybody else drinks. There are rare exceptions, but generally we don't, we recommend you, you use the communal coffee or or you may have to walk to a Starbucks or to a Caribou coffee or what have you, and that's that's certainly fine. Right, and when you do that, you forego the opportunity to build relationships. Yeah. The coffee pot, like whether you drink coffee or not, a lot of people do, or whether it might be tea, if you're in, in London, for example. But the the coffee pot is, in a lot of cases, the modern day watering hole. That's yeah. where people show up. That's where you're going to have an opportunity to meet people, introduce yourself. And so whether you drink coffee or not, figure out where it is. If you have somebody come in, a vendor, or you have one of your directs that's coming from another building and they want to have a cup of coffee, know how to serve them. And so, yeah, I joked earlier about it being about me and serving my addiction to coffee. That's not the point. The point is, this is a place where you start relationships, or at least have the potential to do so, and be wise to take advantage of that. And I'd I'd just like to bring you into the modern world. The coffee pot, Mike, is, is not the modern version of the watering hole. It's the modern version of the the water cooler. (laughs) The water cooler was the more modern version of the watering hole back when we were still living in caves. If you get between me and coffee in the morning, (laughs) it is going to be like the lion who shows up the watering (laughs) hole and the zebra is in the way. Okay, so the analogy does work. By the way, if you don't know what to do with the coffee machine, it's very easy. You combine your interest or someone's interest in coffee with your ability to introduce yourself as a, as a sociably practiced adult. And you say, hi, I'm Mark. I'm new here. Would you mind telling me how to use the coffee machine? And it's frankly amazing. It works every time. So good. And our point six is, is in the appropriate order here because we've talked about coffee and drinking coffee. And our next point is go find the bathrooms. Yeah. And and here's, you know, for both genders, you need to know for vendors and guests and so on, or for your spouse, where the bathrooms are. Find out how to get more toilet paper, too. And, you know, when you use the bathroom, folks, clean up after yourself. You know, I don't particularly care for the signs in the in the communal kitchens that say your mother doesn't work here. Clean up after yourself. But but it doesn't take but 30 seconds, and it's worth it. Good. Okay, so I was surprised by point seven, because um, you're a big guy, and I can't imagine you'd ever need security's help for any issue, so... Why do we need yeah, to go find security? Right. That's kind of an odd one. <laughs> the problem is security can keep you out of the building. And if you have work to do, I don't want anybody keeping me out of the building. And when I want to, I'm amazed, by the way, that some security people say, sorry, you can't come in. I'm like, man, this is economically unfeasible that security is keeping the, the revenue generation people from the building. You know, as a consultant, I may have more badges for more places than almost anybody I know. 
Every security system of a civilian company I have ever been in can be circumvented by your friends in security if you have friends in security. Go say hi on the first day. Ask what you do if you lose your badge on a Saturday. Get a cell phone number of somebody. It could be this, the manager of security, or it could be one of the admins, one of the, one of the clerks or something. You may not get the keys of the kingdom on that first day, but you'll have laid the groundwork. And this is one of those things you don't let your admin do this for you if you have an admin. You want a direct face-to-face connection with people in security, if at all possible. You cannot outsource relationships, particularly relationships that you're going to call on at odd hours or when there is urgency. And that's usually what happens when it comes to security. Now, and, and I like our next point because it just it, it just dispels the rumor out there that we don't like HR. Because we're saying, you need to go find HR, our friends. Well, we like HR now. We do. I mean, for those of you who haven't heard it, I probably made a mistake years ago by saying we hate HR. We don't hate HR. We hate bad HR. But you do need to know where to walk someone who wants to talk to HR if they want to threaten you by going to HR, right? Sometimes they have funny security procedures down there in, in bigger firms in HR, which which is kind of funny, but whatever. Know where your HR rep sits and what her cell phone number is. Introduce yourself to her. If you're not a manager, know whom you would go to for help. You may have to ask for an HR generalist. That's certainly fine. Also, HR is where benefits are sorted out. Find out who you would ask if you have questions related to benefits. If the company is going to get your benefits wrong, they're going to get them wrong in the beginning, highly likely. So just as a side note, FYI, check your first paycheck. It may take a couple of months again to get it all sorted out. Take one of those cards they have with they have there with all the numbers on it for you to call for employee assistance and finance or payroll or whatever. And then be smart about it and take the thing home, right? You can always find the number of HR or somebody to talk to at work, ideally the person you've met and introduced yourself to, but you can't find that stuff when you're at home all too often. And you might say, oh, but there's an org chart online. That org chart is so flippin' old, it's a joke, okay? Give the card to your spouse, they will appreciate it, and keep a copy somewhere with your work papers at home. And same thing, don't let your admin do this for you if you have an admin. You cannot outsource relationships. Don't do it. Then go find your copiers and printers. We're talking about here the ones that you're going to use, the ones your teammates or team are going to use if they're different. And the ones your boss's admin wants you to print to every once in a while. Just just kidding. Wait on that one a little bit. And you have to know the name of the printers. Ask your teammates. You got to know both the device's names on the network and where it is you're actually going to get the printed material once you print it. You also need to know where the copies are so you can find extra paper on Thursday night at 10 o'clock when you're working on an important briefing for the next day and there's no one around to give you the paper, find out where the paper is. Yep. You're going to have to know how to use a copier. Again, if you're late at night, you don't know how to use it. None of the admin staff are around. You need to know the basics of how to use a copier. So how do you figure that out? Now you go to the copier room and somebody you don't know walks in. You simply stick out your hand and say, hey, I'm Mike. I'm new here. Could you show me how to use the copier? Yeah. <laughs> really, really difficult. Oh, yeah. You got to have a card. You got to have a code. You got to have this. And so blah, 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 blah. Okay, good. I got to go talk to my admin or got to go talk to my boss. Exactly. I got to get a code. 
And by the way, I've been having a friend of mine who started, a close friend of mine who started a job recently, a couple months ago, and um, uh, been having him keeping a diary of what it's like to start at a, at a large firm today. And it's it's an abomination. I mean, it is so bad. You know, when you're paid six figures and for two weeks you can't do anything because between his boss um, and tech support and HR, they can't get him a code to log in. And so two weeks out of 52 is what, 4, 4% of the year, 4% of $100,000. They just threw away, you know, four to $5,000. Just threw it away. No value created at all because the, the pre-work wasn't done and he can't literally can't do anything without a badge and a code and a laptop and so on. Exactly. Um, so we tell you this stuff because you can't rely on the organization to do it for you. And the more people you know, the easier it will be to actually get work done when you have to work with other people, which seems to be the case all the time. You have to work with other people. It's frustrating, but it's true. Right. And if you have an admin, folks, this is not one of those things. Again, we, on this cast, we're saying do all this stuff yourself. If you have an admin, great. But he can't run the printer down or fix a copier for you or get you paper late at night when he's not there. So you got to know how to do this stuff yourself. Yep. And lastly, number 10, go find tech support where they sit, where their cubes are. If you go to where they are, you meet more than one of them at once and you don't have to keep serially introducing yourself to some guy who has 30 PCs on a work order sheet, you're number 11. And if you chat him up a little bit, you may be slowing him down. Nobody goes to where those guys are. Nobody likes them, frankly, and you ought to go to them. Tech support today reminds me of the old joke in the Army that if you needed your Jeep painted and there was a three-month wait list, the wait list really didn't matter if you knew the favorite beer of the guy who ran the paint shop. Tech support guys can and will really help you out and go above and beyond if you grease the tracks a little. If they like donuts, buy them freaking donuts. Okay. And if you're a manager, make sure they know who your team is, the people who work for you, and encourage them to come to you if anyone on your team is a problem for them. Have you ever noticed that the PCs in tech support, they have faster processors, big, gigantic monitors. It's often dark over there, by the way. And they have illicit software, software that nobody else has on the network. They're testing it to make sure it's a, it could exactly. potentially work. And you know what? They can turn that stuff on for you on your PC, too. People say, you know, they don't like tech support. It's because they don't know tech support. It's because they haven't tried to make friends with tech support. I'll never forget a manager who got a big new monitor, which back, this was back when 17-inch monitors were just gigantic. And somebody said, how did you do it? He says, you know, just, I came into work today and it was there. It was awesome. Well, you know, he'd been laying the groundwork for months and months and months down in tech support. They'll give you all that stuff too, if you're nice. And of course, the key phrase there is if you're nice. Yeah. And just it's kind of in, in a um, similar manner. If there are other organizations that support you that are important in terms of getting your yeah. job and tech support is one of them and you know who they are on your first day, go introduce yourself. Start. It applies to tech support. It applies to HR. It applies to many organizations where you may need their support to be effective. Go out, reach your hand, introduce yourself and start. Now, you're not going to develop a deep relationship on the first day, but you can start and it makes yeah. a difference. One more thing that's not not in the show notes, but I think is important. You may not easily get to meet this person uh, on your first day, 
but you you should know the face of the person who cleans your office or your cube. If there is someone who comes around and does it at night, if you're at a larger firm, you should know who that person is. It's very easy to pull your trash can out so that person can can empty it more easily. If you want your desk cleaned, you can probably ask them, what do I need to do to say, you know, clean my desk in terms of dust it or what have you. You know, you can tell them, please don't throw this stuff away if it's here, but if it's over here, please do. And generally speaking, they'll appreciate that, particularly if you know their name by introducing yourself. Look, the most important thing we said was if you're nice, right? That's what this cast is all about. On your first day, a professional is nice to everyone. The fact is the beast awaits and we ought to try to keep it at bay on day one. Good. All good advice. So quickly, stay off email, get out of your office, introduce yourself, go find your team and your boss's office and coffee and bathrooms and security and HR, copiers and printers and tech support. And there's probably one or two else we mentioned. We didn't mention that we should have. And the point is all organizations are different and we can't cover all various and sundry possible permutations and combinations. We can say this. If you get the first one and the second one out of your office, off of email, introduce yourself. You're a lot better off than those people who bury themselves in their office, close their door and get set up while turning their back on the things that on the most important resource of all, which is the people sitting around them. Yep. And it's sad to say that if you go do this on your first day, you will have better relationships with more people than a lot of folks who have been at that company for two or more years. Yeah. Unfortunately, wish I couldn't say that, but I can. All right, my friend. Thanks, partner. (laughs) So long. That's it. And thanks everyone for joining us. If you haven't been to the website and the discussion forums lately, check it out. www.managertools.com. All right, folks, we'll see you all again next week. So long.